Welcome to the Airmail Podcast. Airmail is an e-card platform where we set our thoughts free. My name is Mel, and I am the owner of Airmail eCards and the host of this podcast. You will find all of our podcasts to be just as uninhibited as our cards. So pull up a virtual chair and join in. Today's podcast will be on the five love languages. We will have an interactive discussion with our guest. Let's begin with intros from our guest. Please tell us your first name, where you're located, how long you have been together, and your relationship status. We will begin with Carissa. Hi. Hi. I'm Clarissa. I'm married to Kyle. Um, we live in Atlanta, Georgia, and we have been together for, it'll be nine years this year, but we've been married for seven. Okay, Kyle. Hello. Yes, hello, and I'm Kyle, um, and I'm married to Clarissa. Uh, as she, she said, we live in Atlanta, Georgia, and we have been together for going on nine years and married for seven. All right, welcome Lynette. Hi, I'm Lynette Ward. Um, I live in Mattson, Illinois, which is near Chicago. Uh, Gordon and I, I'm married to Gordon. We just celebrated our 34th year wedding anniversary on January 23rd. Congratulations. Thank you. Hi, I'm Gordon. I'm Lynette's husband, and I think she told you everything you need to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Summer, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Summer. Um, my husband is Kirk. Uh, we live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, we've been together eight years, and we just celebrated our third year wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. So, Hi, hello. Kirk. Hey, I'm Kirk. Um, as Summer said, we've been married for three years together for about eight, and we uh, live in Raleigh, North Carolina. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. Um, I will give some background on each of our um, of the love language, and our panelists will talk about their primary and secondary love languages. So the first love language is words of affirmation. These are words that build our partner up and make them feel appreciated. One of the most important aspects is being genuine with your words. If this is your primary love language, you care more about the intentions and emotions behind those words. It is important to be yourself, be real. So with that being said, we're gonna begin with Gordon um, because words of affirmation is his primary love language. So Gordon, could you tell me how your needs in this love language are being addressed? I sure can. Let me have a little, give you a little background first. <clears throat> I'm an only child, right? And since I'm an only child, I got a lot of attention growing up from my father and my mother and my you know, relative being an only child. You know, they always look at you, they, give you affirmate, a lot of affirmation when you do something well, then you have to share it with anyone. So, you know, 
as in my love language is affirmation. Um, Lynette meets my needs by telling me when I'm doing things well. You know, and sometimes affirmation is also, well, you're not doing things also so well. She corrects me, you know. Um, we, we have a very good communication. Um, she does everything she can to make me feel wanted, needed, and loved. Well, that's wonderful. So I don't know, Lynette, do you, is there any need for you to add anything in? Do you have anything you want to say? Now, you know I do. Well, go ahead. <laughs> so unlike Gordon, I'm the youngest of eight girls. So there was not a lot of affirming. It was survival, right? And so I didn't grow up with all of that affirmation. And a lot of it was just expected, right? And so for Gordon, um, I had to learn that love language because it, it just wasn't natural for me. And so as Gordon said, we, you know, we talk about it, right? What he needs. And at first, you know, I, I have to admit early on in our marriage, I probably would have got a C minus in that area because that wasn't something that I was used to doing. But again, because we communicate and Gordon is being the only child, he is a talker. So he's definitely going to tell you how he feels and what he needs. And so in doing that, I've learned over the years to be more affirming of, of him as a person, as a man, as a father, as a grandfather now, as Papa, as we call him. And so some of the things I try to do is like, you know, just send him texts to let him know I'm thinking about him. Um, like on our anniversary, I, I, I wrote a really nice tribute on Facebook to him, um, you know, compliment him. His beard finally grew in and, you know, told him he looked nice and he went shopping and bought some new clothes. And I was like, who are you trying to look cute for? So it's just things like that, you know, um, just letting him know that I see him and that he matters. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, Carissa, this is your primary love language. So tell us what your needs are regarding this love language. Um, well, my needs are, <laughs> um, really with, with this is just, um, it just lets me, it, it makes me feel good. You know, even though a part of me is like, you know, it, you can say a lot, but the actions behind it mean more than the words. But it's just, um, it's the acknowledgement of it all. Um, you know, just affirming me to, you know, letting me know that I'm, I'm, I'm being seen and I'm being validated, you know. Because um, I think, because uh, I feel like words, you know, stick with you. They stick with you when, when you're thinking about things and when you're going throughout your day. Uh, so, um, you know, just little things like, you know, good job, babe, or um, uh, you look really pretty today, or um, thank you so much for, you know, doing this or, you know, that. Uh, not saying I need a pat on the back for, you know, doing the laundry because, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom or whatever, but, you know, just just to know that, you know, he sees me outside of, you know, just the regular household uh, label of, you know, mom or whatever. Okay, well, Kyle, then are you addressing Carissa's love language? Uh, no. 
Uh, I absolutely know. I, I do feel like I am addressing her love language. Um, I do my very best to um, remind her and let her know, you know, that she's doing a great job uh, at everything and uh, encourage her to um, continue to be her best self and just let her know that, you know, it's okay to fail and, um, you know, we're a team and um, that I'm here to celebrate her wins. Um, you know, so from the highs to the lows, uh, I'm here with her and I'm here for her and I'm proud of her. Um, so that that's uh, my way of, um, you know, showing her or giving her her words of affirmation. Um, and then, you know, also just constantly telling her I love her. Um, you know, life is so short nowadays and, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of crazy things that are going on. So if um, I ever want to leave anything with her, I just want her to know I love her. So I tell her that all the time um, and I'll continue to tell her that all the time, um, regardless of any situation. Okay. Well, Cal, this is your secondary love language. So um, what are you looking for um, from Carissa um, for in words of affirmation? So, um, you know, I guess, you know, a little, I, I come from a blended uh, mix of emotions, I guess, if you will, when I was a kid growing up, um, you know, my sister was uh, one who's, you know, very tough. Uh, like she told me if, you know, she's not tough on me, then she doesn't really love me. Um, you know, my, my dad is, uh, you know, kind of a traditional um, strict father, um, both of them loving nonetheless. And then my mother, uh, she, um, you know, is also, um, she's more of a, I want to show you um, type of mother. So um, I never really got a lot of those words you know, just, hey, I just want to let you know I love you. I just want to let you know I'm proud of you. Um, so when I started getting them, they they uh, felt really good to receive. And so um, it hasn't quite topped my number one, which I'm sure we'll get to later, but um, it's become a close second just because it's good to hear, um, you know, that you're loved and um, that you're doing something, you know, correctly um, or that um, you're making somebody happy, um, whatever the case is. And um, to uh, Mr. Ward's point as well, um, it's also good to um, receive that negative feedback sometimes too. I think that's also affirmation because uh, as a couple, um, you know, you're to grow together um, and it's not, you're not always going to do everything right. So um, I like to receive it on both sides. Okay. Well, Carissa, how do you think you're doing meeting Cal's needs with words of affirmate, affirmation? Um, I think I'm now I'm doing much better uh, than I was, you know, getting together so young um, and coming from the background that, that I, I have growing up because I come from a, a blended family. Um, and uh, I think everybody would agree that I'm the most emotional out of everybody. <laughs> so you know, that kind of takes its toll in the words that I use sometimes. And so I've definitely been um, now just trying to make sure that I'm being attentive to everything that he's saying and being and being vocal. Uh, well, pretty much, you know, just reciprocating whatever 
um, he gives me and make sure that I'm meeting his needs in terms of just letting him know that I see him. Um, I acknowledge the sacrifices that he makes, um, letting him know that I appreciate his, his efforts and um, everything that he does and everything that he doesn't do. And to just let him know that no matter what, that um, I'm his number one fan. Well, I want to thank everybody because um, that was very detailed and very enlightening. And um, I think everyone is on the right path with um, words of affirmation. I am going to move on into our second love language, which, which is acts of service. So let me jump in and say that this is my second love language. This love language focuses on specific actions that show you care and understand your partner. The acts require thought, time, and effort. Let me repeat that. The acts require thought, time, and effort. All acts need to be done with positivity, with your partner's ultimate happiness in mind for them to be considered an expression of love. Doing something out of obligation or with a negative tone will not mean much and is hurtful to your mate. Acts that supersede expectations are done spontaneously or without asking. Remember, gestures don't have to be grand. Small acts can light a fire too. So we're gonna uh, go to Miss Lynette here. Uh, whose primary love language is acts of service. So can you tell us what acts of service are important to you and how your uh, partner responds to you in this area? Sure. Um, so for me, I'm from the show me state, right? Actions always speaks louder than words. And I think from day one, when I met Gordon 37 years ago, um, I knew by his actions, I, I met Gordon and when I went home that evening, I told my family that I think I've met my husband. Well, if you knew me back in my twenties, they all laughed at me because they didn't think that I was the wife, wife type at the time, right? Cause I was young, but Gordon has always put my needs first. He has always wants me to be okay. Right. Anything he can do to lessen my load of the stress that I have encountered over the years, he's always, you know, tending to my needs. And what do you need? Um, you know, every morning you want some tea. I mean, it's just little stuff like that. So I always tell my husband I'm low maintenance. I don't require all of that. But the things that matter, he makes sure that they're taken care of. And in terms of cleaning, like that just is the greatest turn on for me. You clean my house, you, we all good. I mean, <laughs> like that's the happiest time. Um, uh, the, the other day, Saturday, he got up and he was like, I'm doing your love language, Anna. And he got like early and was cleaning and stuff. And so, I mean, again, I can honestly say that, you know, being together this many years, our love languages, just like Kyle had mentioned, it changed, right? So it's kind of a, to me, like a continuation and you kind of flip-flop and as you grow as an individual, then you grow together as a couple. And so then you learn that you, there are things that, you know, you just want to make, you just want to make sure your mate is happy, right? 
Um, and, and in our case, happy wife, happy life. I mean, and so Gordon definitely, I mean, he's just that type of person where he's just very kind hearted. And when it comes to me, I mean, I am the most important thing to him. And so he always tries to do everything he can, like I said, to make sure that my, my, my load is lightened. Oh, well, that is wonderful. Um, Gordon, would you like to add anything in here? Well, now she said a lot, so let me try. <laughs> <laughs> she did say a lot. She said a lot. She said a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, in today's life, you know, a working, she's a working mother, you know, a working grandmother now. Fortunately, now she works from home, which is fantastic. But um, it was always needs around the home that need to be taken care of. And somebody had to do it. I was home. I, I take care of things. You know, if I was home, I would cook dinner. For she, when she walked in the house, dinner was served. Dinner was ready. And it was hot, waiting for her when she walked in. And there's things that I do now, even though she's at home, you know, I, on my way home from work, I always call. You need me to stop and get anything. You need anything while I'm out, you know? So she doesn't have to go out later and get these things. Um, you know, I used to wash clothes. Before she's home, she washed clothes, which I'm so happy about. But, you know, I did do that when she was working and I had time at home. The way I worked, I was at home a lot, you know, things of that nature. When the kids were young, you know, 90% of the doctor visits were done by me, taking the kids to the doctor, because I was happy to be home at the time when they had doctor's appointments. Um, you know, the acts of service, you know, they say that, but to me, acts of service is more like acts of love. Hmm, that's so well put. Thank you. That's just, you got a romantic one on your hands there, Lynette. <laughs> Summer, I know this is your secondary love language. So tell me what type of things represent acts of service for you. Okay. Um, I think for the most part, acts of service is just, you know, being mindful of my time and, you know, taking something off of my plate for me or thoughtfully and fortuitously thinking of things. So for instance, if Kirk will go to the store, he'll come back with a treat, you know, um, it could be something simple like a candy bar or something, but you know, things like that will make me smile and excited. Um, if, you know, I have a lot, like a heavy workload, um, you know, he'll kind of take over with June after work and not, you know, I don't really have to say anything about it. Um, he'll go ahead and cook dinner and things like that. We kind of flip-flop with dinner. and But, um there are lots of chores that he's kind of just taken on on his own um, and he prefers to do them and I appreciate things like that so um, I think we do really well just kind of tangoing in that way and just making sure that we're both we both have like a, a plate that's digestible throughout our week um, and just but he's very, very thoughtful about making sure I'm okay, especially when I was pregnant for the first time. Um, he cooked for me every day, breakfast, just, you know, making sure I was getting some nutrients and things like that. And 
making sure I was extremely comfortable. I didn't have to lift a finger, you know, for the most part. Um, so that was um, really nice. And it didn't really stop after I was, you know, had June. So yeah, things like that. That's really nice. That's really nice. Kirk, you, you seem to be doing a great job. Is there anything you would like to add regarding acts of service? Um, I mean, I guess just overall is trying to just keep things stress-free. So, you know, over time, you obviously kind of pick up on things that your partner, what you know, things they prefer, the way they want things done. So just kind of proactively taking care of that so that, you know, like their day goes as smooth as possible is just kind of something that, you know, you just try to, something I try to do. So um, little things like, you know, cutting up fruit, because I know that she likes her fruit diced. Um, you know, little things just to make sure that she's happy, catch, keep a smile on her face. Oh, it looks like you are paying attention. <laughs> I'm going to move us to the third um, uh, love language, which is receiving gifts. Now, this language is not necessarily materialistic. A meaningful gift makes your partner feel loved and appreciated. The most important part of receiving gifts is the thought and the meaning behind it. Now, none of my guests have chosen this as their primary or secondary love language. But um, I have a question for each of you. I'm gonna lead by example here. Um, so small gifts often mean a lot. So like for me, for instance, those who know me well know that if you get me a cupcake with some buttered cream icing or a, a cake with it on it or some popcorn like from Garrett's, you have hit a, a button for me. So I'm wondering from my panelists here, um, what little small gift means a lot to you? And we're going to begin with Carissa. Um, well, I will start off and say that just a little disclaimer that gifts used to be my primary love language, but I felt like that was just a little materialistic in me. So I wanted to work on that. So that's why it's no longer one of my love languages. But one gift that I can, that I can think of that um, is small, but it's very significant is um, this bear that Kyle got me, um, what was it, 2020, yeah, 2020, I was sick, and um, it's a chocolate bear, I, I named it Mocha, it's called Mocha, um, it's a chocolate bear, and it has, it's holding the chocolate heart, and it said, I love you, but it smells like chocolate, and to this day, it still smells like chocolate. It's one of my favorite, favorite, absolute favorite things, especially because I'm a huge color. So that's one of my favorite gifts that I have received because like it was just so cute. And he knows that I love chocolate and I love things that smell great and I love to cuddle. And so, you know, and I wasn't really feeling all that great. So it's just great to have that because he couldn't be in the room with me. So, yeah, sorry. Okay. Kyle? Okay, so um, for me, I, I guess to, to add on or, or, or I guess give my own disclaimer, um, I've never really been a big gifts person. And um, 
I think the reason is, is because, um, you know, anybody can buy you something. Um, and especially if, you know, you share things and you let people know things that are meaningful to you. And so uh, a lot of times that can create false, um, a false sense of security or, or, or false feelings. Um, and that's simply done with money um, and money can't buy my love. Um, so in that, uh, excuse my cheesiness for what I'm about to say, but I think the smallest gift um, or the, the gift that I've gotten that's been the most meaningful to me has been my kids. Um, and so um, me being a, a father of three, I'm so grateful for um, what my wife has given me. Um, and I, I think that um, that gift is unmatched. Those gifts, I should say, sorry, are unmatched. That's beautiful. Lynette. Okay, so for me, I really hate driving now. I don't know why, but I, I just hate it, right? And so my daughter, she moved from Georgia and now she's here in Illinois and she's about probably an hour and a half away. So Gordon knows I could go every weekend to see them. We don't, but some he'll say, okay, we're not going next weekend. We are staying home. Every other weekend. And then <laughs> he'll say, I know you want to see them. Come on, I'm, I'm going to drive you down. And so it's just that little gift of just driving me an hour and a half. Not that I can't drive. I got my own car, all of that. But I just love that he just has become my little chauffeur. And so he takes me to see the grandkids. So again, um, that has never been my love language. And people have always gotten me confused thinking that it was. Um, when you've been together as long as I have, I mean, we, you know, you, like Kyle said, money cannot buy love, right? Um, to the point, like, we don't really celebrate, um, like, holidays like that, because, I mean, he, it's, it's more about how he treats me, and he treats me like a queen every day, and so those gifts, it means nothing to me, and I think COVID, too, also has changed a lot of people's perspectives on what's really important. And so family for me has become very important. Okay. Gordon? As Odette said, we were never a couple that looked for each other to hand gifts to each other, no matter if it was, you know, Valentine's Day, birthdays, um, you know, the only gift Odette really wanted was Mother's Day. That's one day she wanted to be celebrated, and I agree with that. <clears throat> but now, like this past Christmas, you know, what are we going to get each other for Christmas? We don't know. We, didn't, we always say, don't give me anything. You know, we don't look for gifts like that. What we did give for ourselves was that we put some money, more, more money into an account for ourselves, you know, to do things with. And that's how we gifted each other. Um, honestly, the biggest gift for me from Lynette is to wake up every day next to her. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right, Kirk, you're up. Oh, I thought I'd be after summer. I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> Would you like for summer to go first? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, yeah, go ahead. I need to, I need to mar <laughs> marinate on mine with that. Okay. Um, so Kirk and I, um, every year since we got married, we give each other gifts 
the like the traditional wedding gifts that are kind of themed out for you. So like year one is paper, year two is cotton, year three this year was leather. Um, so we have stuck to that so far. I think we both really enjoy it. Um, but the gifts I always get are extremely thoughtful. Um, so, well, overall, pretty much any gift he's given me has been he's put a lot of thought and time and effort into it. Um, and I think that's the part that I recognize the most. Um, so those anniversary gifts are really precious to me. Um, I try to take really good care of them um, and use them or display them or whatever, you know, the gift is. Other than that, um, he's really good at gifting experiences. Um, so um, there's this beach called Kiowa Island that I absolutely adore. Um, and we try to go every year for my birthday and, you know, he'll set everything up and just kind of get everything in order in terms of logistics and lodging and things like that. Um, so, you know, we don't, we don't really do much. We just will eat out and go to the beach every day and just hang. Um, so I think that is just kind of prime in my life, just having gifted experiences and, you know, really thoughtful time kind of put into these gifts. Sounds really nice. Kirk, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <I'm> ready. <laughs> um, so I guess when I was younger, um, my family would, or me and my brothers, um, we would go to a lot of minor league baseball games, like Durham Bulls games. And I really, like, I always really liked that. And since Summer and I have been together, you know, like every every year, like basically opening weekend, she always kind of buys us tickets. And that's like always a nice surprise. I'm never really expecting it. But I just, I really like that, you know, she kind of understands that that's something that's important to me. And even though like, yeah, she's not really that into baseball, but it's like such a, an important event to kind of go there, you know, at the beginning of the season and kind of just the nostalgia of it means a lot to me. So that's something that's really meaningful that she always does a good job with. Yes. Well, I tell you, even though that was nobody's primary or secondary love language, you all really share some beautiful things. So uh, I'm glad we did take some time to stop in and talk about receiving gifts for a moment. Um, we're going to move on to the fourth love language, which is quality time. This is my primary love language. This love language is all about undivided attention. No TV, phones, or distractions. We don't want to be included during this time. We want to be the center of attention. We want our partners to look at us and only at us. When we are not present, when you are not present, we are hurt and feel like you care more about others, other things than us. So with that being said, Lynette, how does Gordon best honor um, your quality time? Well, he does a very good job. Um, again, Gordon always puts my needs first and what I want. And so what I like about us is that we 
Um, sometimes we just be in the house together is quality time. We may even be in different rooms, but it's still quality time. And just sometimes watching our favorite shows together. Um, we eat every day together. Um, when he come home for dinner, like he said, I'm working from home. So I always try to have dinner ready for him when he comes home. And that's our time when we, you know, ask about each other's day. How was your day? You know, how you doing? Talk about the kids. Um, we've been spending a lot of time talking about our retirement because we're planning on retiring in about another two, two and a half years at the same time. And so we've been having a lot of great conversations about that. Um, you know, just traveling together. Saturday, we just went and had a massage together. So we, you know, again, since COVID, it's been a lot going on with each other because we spent so much time together. We laugh and say, you know, a lot of couples have broken up during this time, but it seemed like we've just gotten closer. And I just think that we just really enjoy each other. And we really like each other and we're really friends first. And so I think that's what matters. So it doesn't matter what we're really doing as long as we're doing it together. Now, the one thing that I, and then you have to also know what your mate don't like, like Gordon does not like to shop on no form or fashion. So <laughs> I do a lot of online shopping now, so, but he never did. And again, that's when you have to, you know, appreciate each other's differences, agree to disagree, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, Gordon, would you like to comment on um, quality time um, with, with Lynette? Yes. Shopping is not my quality time. <laughs> I have to admit that, right? But knowing that she likes that, I do go shopping with her. Not all the time, but I will go and I'm patient. I sit there and let her look at the same thing six times that she likes. Or he waits in the car. Or I'll wait in the car sometimes. Because <laughs> he drove me. Because I drove her, correct. <laughs> but, you know, you know, like Lynette said, we're friends, you know. Yes, we, we're married, we're husband and wife, but we, I think the top thing are we are best friends. And just being with your best friend, a lot of time, that's all you need to have quality time. You know, yeah, we, we try to go do things together. We may go out to a dinner, we may go to get a massage, we may go down to the Dominican Republic and sit, sit, sit in the villa and just sit by, lay by the pool. And that's our quality time, just being together. It always um, entails just re mostly relaxing together, you know, and um, I really enjoy it. You know, it's like I said, it's not one of my love languages, but it's something that we have in our marriage that makes our marriage stronger. Okay, thank you. Um, Summer and Kirk shared this as their primary love language. So Summer, tell us your expectations as regards to quality time. What do you need? Um, I guess overall, just being present physically. Um, really, I, that just kind of speaks a lot to me. Um, a little backstory. Um, Kirk and I have known each other for... 27-ish years. Um, our moms were college roommates at Spelman. Um, so we've always known each other and grew up together. Um, and we've always been really, really close friends. Um, I, obviously, like when we were like seven and eight, you're not really 
picking up a phone to call a friend, but (laughs) (laughs) anytime like we did get together, it was a really good time. Um, We're, you know, I always remember us just having like lots of belly laughs and, you know, that's still the case today. Um, So I really enjoy nights when we're just, you know, winding down, just on the couch, catching up on shows, something hilarious happens and we just laugh till we can't breathe for a long time. Um, So things like that and just also, I think because we share this love language, it just kind of comes easy for us to just show up for one another. Um, You know, we don't really (laughs) share the same interests, but we do everything together. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of learning curves and just kind of understanding that this person likes this activity, just like the baseball thing. I don't really care for baseball or really understand it um but you know being there with him is fine I'll just drink some beer um so that's kind of just being physically present is kind of where my head goes when I think about quality time okay um Kirk I'm sure you make um quality time a priority for summer um do you um want to share some some examples yeah, for me, it's, I guess, like, I, I really like to start the day with summer. So, you know, mornings where we kind of just, like, sit and kind of talk about the day we have ahead, maybe drink some coffee or have some tea. You know, it's, it's early, you know, it's still quiet out. Um, the workday hasn't started, just kind of getting into that groove and planning our day together and kind of starting our day together is, it really kind of sets the tone, kind of puts you at ease. So that's important for me. Um, and then just kind of nights where, you know, at any, like we both love games. So, you know, we might just sit and like play Scrabble or we'll watch a game show, but like, it's, just, it reminds me, I guess, of when we were just younger, just when we used to hang out, when we were kids, you know, we've never really lost the friendship that we had. And it's kind of just, we all, we can always fall back on it. We, at the end of the day, we will always be friends. So just doing things, like she said, even though we don't have the same interests, you know, like friends just do things with each other regardless of the case so that is just kind of how we've always been so it's it's not something that I'm ever really concerned about I know that we'll always be able to spend quality time together regardless of what we're doing and friendship is a basis for uh, a relationship so um seems like everyone is doing exceptionally well with quality time um so I am going to move on to our final love language which is physical touch Although physical touch is often confused with being purely sexual, it's more about intimacy. If this is your primary love language, there is nothing more impactful than the physical touch of your partner. These people feel unloved without physical touch. So let's dig into this love language because if this is your or your partner's love language, don't be afraid to talk about it. Ask your partner what type of non-sexual touch each of you likes. After all, physicality is a crucial part of any relationship. So we're gonna go on with, and we're gonna begin, we're gonna go on with physical touch and begin with 
Kyle, since this is his primary love language. Followed by Carissa, since this is her secondary love language. Yes, and um, that's what makes it so easy. Um, so uh, in terms of physical touch, um, you know, for me, I, I think that um, I'm, I'm a big believer in actions speak louder than words. And I believe that um, a lot of those actions can be delivered, you know, via touch. For example, um, somebody could say, I love you. But the way that they hug you, you know that they love you. Um, or somebody could say, I care for you. But just the way that they rest their hand on your shoulder lets them know that you care for them. Um, so for me personally, um, in my relationship um, with my wife, um, you know, there's there's different ways that um, she touches me um, non-sexually that um, really shows me how much she loves me. Um, and I'm going to give an example of two. One, and it's funny because both actually revolve around my back. Um, so one is a back rub and it's not like, you know, I have to get this massage oil and this lotion or anything like that. I'm not saying that I'm saying just simply rubbing your back. It's like this connection, this transfer of energy. That's just screaming, you know, I love you. Um, I appreciate that. Um, and then the second is a back scratch. Um, for those of you who don't get back scratches, you should try it. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> it really is. And it's, it's not even anything that I necessarily need. I just, I don't know. I just like it. Um, but I feel like, again, like there's a transfer of energy, a transfer of love, um, you know, when we touch, um, when we hold hands, when we hug, when we kiss, um, all, all of that, um, says a lot more to me than, than any word could say, because I can feel it. All right, Kyle. Well, Carissa, I'm gonna let you follow that. Well, <laughs> yes. Um, that, I, I will piggyback what he said. It makes it, it makes it easier because we're, stop, we're very uh, physically affectionate people. Um, I feel like a part of that has transferred into our kids because they're uh, huge um, touchers, like very affectionate physically. Um, but when it comes to just um, the, the, the physical touch, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, it's a transfer of energy, but it's just the warmth to me. Like when he places his hand on my leg or he just caresses my head and my face. Um, you know, out of nowhere and, and, you know, the way he looks at me or, you know, when he just walked past and he just, you know, um, places his hand on my side as he walks past and everything like that. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a warm, loving feeling of just, you know, being wanted and feeling wanted and um, yeah, just, uh, you know, being seen and just, feeling you know beautiful you know because sometimes you be in those sweats or you know whatever your hair may not be looking the best or whatever the case may be but you know in that natural state you know they just you know want to show how much they mean to you by 
putting their hands up on you in <laughs> some way. <laughs> okay. Well, Kirk, this is your secondary love language. So what things are important to you in this love language? I guess what I really am looking for in terms of physical touch is just hugging is big for me. Um, you know, at the end of a long day, if I'm just kind of sitting there and someone walks by, I might just grab her and kind of just like you know, hug her and lay my head on her chest. Just kind of like let out a nice exhale. It's kind of like instant stress relief for me. So just, you know, having someone who can reciprocate that and just be there and allow you to kind of get that stress out just through just knowing that they're there for you is important. Um, you know, any given time, I might come up behind her and I give her a bear hug and just kind of just lay, you know, kind of just I want to hold it. I want to kind of rest in that moment, if that makes sense. It's just like kind of takes me out of, you know, whatever's going on. Just I focus on what I'm, you know, the what I'm doing at that time is just being with her um, physically. Um, and then just little things like when we're, you know, gonna be on the couch, we'll hold hands or she might, you know, rest her head on my um, chest or on my lap or I'll do the same, just kind of knowing that, you know, you feel their warmth, you feel their touch, that they're there, that they're comforting you. It's just, it's, it feels good. Um, Summer, do you wanna add anything to um, what Kirk is saying? Yes. So I had, we never really considered <laughs> secondary love languages. So we always knew each other's primary. Um, and I've always been pretty mindful of that. But, you know, having new knowledge that physical touch is the secondary makes me want to up the ante. <laughs> um, Go ahead then. <laughs> so, um, you know, now that I know this, I'm looking forward to just kind of being extra thoughtful throughout the day. Like his office is upstairs and mine is downstairs. So from time to time, you know, in the middle of a work day, I'll just kind of travel upstairs and give him a hug or, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, we can, we can cuddle some more. <laughs> I <don't>, <laughs> we can cuddle some more. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think you know, just knowing that, you know, a little bit more is a great thing. So yeah, we'll take advantage. Looks like some cuddling is on the horizon. Um, Gordon, this is your secondary love language and you are the veteran here. What do you need from Lynette? The veteran, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, we've been married like six for such a long time. Um, with, and it's been great, don't get me wrong. The physical touch, it seemed to just come natural. You know, Lynette was never one that was a big physical toucher when I met her. And and I and I just appreciate when she comes and just rubs my neck, or like as Kyle said, just rubs my back, you know, uh, allows me to lay my head on her lap if we're laying around watching TV. Um, just little things like that. It doesn't take a whole lot, but it, it does take some. And the net has improved throughout the years in that area. She wasn't like that. She wasn't a toucher. She, she, in her family, she kind of told you she was the baby of eight. 
you know, there wasn't a whole lot of touching going on by the eighth child, you know, everybody was so busy. Myself as the only child, my parents and I got a lot of hugs, you know, a lot of attention, a lot of touching, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing inappropriate, but <laughs> a lot of touching, you know, mother rubbing your head, you know, you know, licking her finger, rubbing your eyebrows down when you're a kid, that type of, you know, physical touch, and it's, it shows love. So with Lynette, um, she, she meets my needs. She meets my needs. And I had to adjust on what she was able to provide and still feel comfortable. That's good because it seems like some communication was going on between the two of you all. So you all can get to a place, you know, where everyone was comfortable. Correct. Um, Lynette, would you like to say anything? You know, I do. Okay, right ahead. <laughs> I mean, Gordon, I mean, it, it was no secret. He's absolutely correct. Uh, when I first met Gordon, I was like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Because Gordon could walk around and if he could hug me and, you know, you walk on people's shoes, I'd be walking around with him all day long. And so I said, okay, we got to get a compromise here going. And so, and we did. And so, I know communication is not a love language, but that's really has been the key to our um, 34 year marriage is that um, he's very patient with me, but we talk, right? And so because he is my best friend, he is my husband, of course, I want to make sure that all of his needs are met. And so that this is an area of constant intention for me. I try to be very intentional in this space because I know that it's a secondary, but I also know it's important to him. And so because it's important to him, like he said, you know, he always told me what he needed, right? And that's what we do. And it wasn't no offense taken. It was just, okay, can, you know, give me, just be a little bit more patient with me. Because remember, I've been this way for how many years? And like he said, that was not even on my radar. And so now, you know, and especially now having the grands, as you know, I mean, it's a love fest right about now. So I just appreciate that, you know, but it, Gordon's a big hand, you know, we hold hands and our, our kids always say, oh my God, y'all still holding hands wherever we go. We're out in public, we always hold hands. And I know it's very important to him, but it's also has become like, like when he's not holding my hand, I'm looking at him like, you're not gonna hold my hand. And so it's rubbed off on me. It's rubbed off on me. Well, this has um, been a wonderful discussion on the five love languages. Um, I really appreciate all the input. And I want to end our discussion today with one final question. What is one new thing you can do to enhance your partner's primary love language? And we are going to begin with Carissa. One thing I believe I can do uh, to enhance my partner's primary love language, love language, which is physical touch, is just to um, be more to. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to really say this without sounding, uh, uh, you know. But we all grow. Anyway, I get like touch him more, you know. Um, just, you know, take more time to, you know, be more affectionate. And I guess, you know, because our kids are 
our kids be uh, noticed more now, I guess you could say. So they kind of make it awkward during times of affection. But uh, yeah, just, you know, bypassing all that and just be more lovey-dovey, I guess you could say. Well, this is airmail and, you know, you can't set your thoughts free on this podcast. So no one hold back with whatever you need to say. And Kyle, you're up next. Well, with that regards, we can practice. Uh, oh my gosh. We, we can practice that love language as soon as we get our. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, with my wife's um, primary love language of words and affirmation, you know, I, I think that um, a lot of times, especially during the daytime, because um, I, I have a, a daytime job and I also have a couple side businesses, um, but during my daytime job as a quality manager, um, I think that you can get so wrapped up and consumed in the day uh, that you look up and, and, you know, minus maybe lunchtime, which I always look to call Clarissa and um, speak to her, ask her how her day's going, but maybe send a little uh, gesture text or maybe send an airmail um, to let her know I'm thinking about her or that um, I plan on seeing her later or whatever the case is. So, um, you know, that that in between time, you know, throughout your natural motion of your day, just finding time to um, just stop everything you're doing and just be like, hey, babe, I love you or you're doing a great job. I don't even know what you're doing, but, you know, damn it, you're rocking it. So, um I, I think that would be a way to enhance um, my actions towards my love's primary love language. Okay. Um, Lynette? Okay, so Gordon's was affirmation. And so I, I just realized as I was sitting here that, you know, Gordon is one of my friends, one of my best friends used to call him MacGyver because Gordon can fix just about anything, right? And if he don't, he will YouTube it and he will find a way to fix it. And so I think that I definitely should affirm that more because I just take it for granted. Like some break, I just know he's going to fix it, right? And so I just think that I just need to be more mindful and give him more affirmation when he does because he fixes a lot. <laughs> he <laughs> saved us a ton of money in the past. So I think just affirming him more in that space, I think I could do a better job of that. Okay. Here, here. Here, here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lynette, acts of service, acts of service. What could I do new for her? I guess I could get a nice toothbrush and get the grout a little bit cleaner. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh my you goodness. Know, something like that. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, acts of service. So that that's that could that's such a broad subject, really. It's just not just cleaning the house, it's just doing a lot of other things, you know. Lynette, you know, I I believe that when I'm out helping other people like at the church or doing something at the church, um, being involved there, Lynette looks at it as an act of service and it and she likes that. She likes when I go out and do things like that. So I could probably be more involved outside the house helping other people. And, you know, it, it, it continue what I'm doing in the house, of course. But um, just, just reaching out and doing more. Okay. Summer? Oh, all right. Kirk's um, primary is quality time. And something new that I can do 
is be more into sports and uh, watching football and things like that. Scary stuff. I don't really watch scary things, but that's kind of a genre that he likes. Um, so maybe I'll um, be present. I might hide behind my hands, but um, I think just watching more of what he wants to watch on television um, and him not always having to compromise and watch a comedy with me. Um, I think that's a good place to start. Well, I tell you what, that will increase the physical touch with the yeah. horror movies. That's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kirk, what would you like to say? Um, I guess for us, since summers is quality time as well, I would love for us to maybe like uh, learn something together. Uh, we've always talked about like taking some classes, but I would, you know, I just need to follow through and make sure that we actually do those things and that we continue to grow together in interest. Um, just try new things, um, uh, maybe cooking or dancing or some, maybe we'll learn an instrument, but I would just love for us to kind of explore those things together. Well, um, that brings us to the conclusion of our podcast. I would like to thank all of my guests. This has been fun. And remember that if you need ideas for your love journey, check out www.airmail.me. That's www.airmel.me. And send a love or striptease card. Some cards offer you the opportunity to offer intimate possibilities for your partner to choose from. They can respond to your e-card by texting you their choice for the night. Well, all right, lovebirds, Airmail is taking flight. But before we go, please remember to subscribe to airmail.me and become part of the Mailbird tribe. Also connect with us on Facebook at Airmail, Twitter at Airmail underscore me, and Instagram, airmail underscore me. Get connected and listen out for our March podcast. Bye for now.